before in the before four times, right? We had the old adage of you leave it at the door. You, you compartmentalize your life. We, t- we used to say things like work-life balance, and there was a work, and then a line, and then your life. When we all started working at home, that line blurred. We were waking up stressed. As before, you would you would start your day pretty low and hope you, nothing spun you up. And now people are starting their day already at, you know, maybe a level 10. You don't know what they're dealing with. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Hello and welcome to Management Development Unlocked. I am thrilled that you are here. Today I have Molly Fields from TCC. Molly, please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Eric. I'm Molly Fields. I am the Senior Director of Learning and Development for TCC and Wireless Zone, which are Verizon authorized retailers. So I support over 1,200 locations nationwide and over 46 states on learning and development for soft skills and sales skills. Right on. And you've been in the L&D field a long time, in the education field a long time. So I spent some time reading your bio, reading your LinkedIn profile. And one thing I wanted to dig into a little bit is you've been at TCC for 12 years, almost 13. And to me, that's a big deal because I come from Silicon Valley where like my longest ever tenure was seven years. And that was an anomaly. Most of the time I was at a place three or four years. Uh, And most people that I know stick around for a few years and that's it. And then they move on. So tell me about your journey at TCC and why you stayed so long. Oh, sure. Yeah. March will be my 13th anniversary um, with my current company. And that is pretty rare nowadays. And it has everything to do with culture for me. So when I started at TCC, I started in sales, even though I had a degree in education, you know, you start at the entry level and you work your way up. And that was one reason why I stayed. You had opportunities with our company, promotional pathways, things that you could, you know, learn and grow into. And I was able to get into the learning and development space pretty quickly. And in learning and development, that's been a passion of mine is the promotability, the internal promotability, using your existing talent in your company, um, using that tribal knowledge, which you can't get off the street. That is something that retains that top talent, like I would like to think myself. Um, Also, with the culture of being pivotal to your company is important making sure you feel heard. I stay so long because I feel like I make an impact. I feel valued. I feel heard. And that is what makes your people want to stay. I see a different company today than when I started 13 years ago. And I feel proud of the differences because I feel like I was part of them. So I think that's something that our company specifically, being so intentionally focused on culture, has really been able to maintain a lot of talent. I am not one of the most tenured people in our office. We have people that have been with our company for well over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That is very cool. And I, I love how you keyed in on culture because I so agree with that, that you've got to have a company culture that values you and makes you feel important and seen. And I'm glad that you got a chance to to be in a culture like that. That's wonderful. Not everybody gets that. Yeah. And culture is the individual. I mean, so if you're not getting it, you have to ask yourself, are you bringing it? Yeah. And that's a lot of what I teach as well in my management classes is, you know, how are you showing up? 
um, what are you doing to contribute? So great. Well, let's go ahead and transition into the question set that I've got for you. And the first question I've got is, and I think this will tie in nicely with what you just said. What is your philosophy of management development? The philosophy of management development for me is people first. Mm -hmm. So making sure that as a manager, you understand you're managing people, not tasks. You're a leader of people, not performance. Making sure that when we're developing our leaders, we're developing them through the lens of the culture we want to see. So just like you said, you know, translating those concepts to real behaviors is what we really focus on. It's easy, especially in our industry, which is very sales-focused, we're a sales organization, for our managers to get really tied up in our numbers, you know, and say, you know, I'm very easy, black and white, this is my goal, this is where I'm at. And they get very black and white with their people. So a lot of our development is really focused on the soft skills and getting that business acumen up. And how do you be emotionally intelligent about black and white sales numbers? How do, where's that gray area where people are allowed to exist as a dynamic individual in that performance metric? So we really kind of try to focus on what it means to be a leader of people and not a leader of performance. I love that. I love that, the, the difference between leading people and leading performance, because of course you have to have both. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, the reason that TCC exists is to generate cash and make a profit. Like, that's the point. And it returned value to its, its stakeholders and shareholders. But if you don't take care of your people, then you're not going to do that. So that's very insightful. That is excellent, Molly, and I really appreciate those insights. My next question for you is, why do you value management development and what does it do for TCC? Management development is everything for execution. When we are launching anything, and I'm talking new product, new service, even for our own internal teams, execution is what everybody goes for. You know, you have to execute on your projects. And when you have that middle management layer, right, that isn't developed, then we you run into so many more roadblocks. The emotional intelligence and change management strategies of your middle management layer is business critical to any successful implementation. So at TCC and Wireless Zone, our vision, our our goal is to really support our middle management layer. And then you will see all of the projects start to land smoother and be adopted quicker and be more sustainable and enhanced better throughout. You'll get better feedback, better engagement. When they have a conceptual understanding of their job description, they can be more engaged with driving the business, you know, letting us know what's, what the system gaps are when they understand conceptually what the system's trying to do. So educating your management layer is really indicative of the success you're going to have. Absolutely. And one thing that I, that I picked up on here is that you've, you've talked about emotional intelligence a couple times so far. So let's take a, a detour down that path. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts around the need for or the importance of emotional intelligence in management. I think it's something that is really in a transitional 
period in in the business world right now. Not that emotional intelligence is new. It's something that's been around for years. But I think with the newer generation, you know, in the new post-pandemic, you know, economy and, and business atmosphere and environment, we're seeing a lot more push for the people, understanding your people, where they're coming from, you know, before before in the before four times, right? We had the old adage of, you know, you leave it at the door. You know, you, you compartmentalize your life. We, t- we used to say things like work-life balance and there was a work and then a line and then your life. When we all started working at home, that line blurred. We were waking up stressed, you know, as before you would, you would start your day pretty low and hope you, nothing spun you up. And now people are starting their day already at, you know, maybe a level 10. You don't know what they're dealing with. And so when you have leaders that aren't focused on the people first, that's when you see these great resignations and this quiet quitting and work your wage and all that kind of rebellious because you're not having the support they need as people. So our business has been focused for a long time on building a culture of good. Our leaders and owners literally wrote a book on building a culture of good and how to implement a culture years before any of this happened. So it helped us weather this storm. And I would encourage every business to really dive into emotional intelligence because this kind of storm is going to continue to happen. So are you ready for it? We have five promises we live by. We promise to care about what we're doing and who we're working with. We promise to connect with what we're doing and who we're working with. We promise to inspire each other and share good strategies and best practices. We promise to be authentic and tell the truth. And then we promise to drive the business and put the business needs first when we're at work. And so we, as a company, decided this culture through many iterations. It wasn't easy and it took years. So While this may seem simple, it is not easy, but emotional intelligence should be a huge focus for especially any middle management layer that needs to translate how the front feels to the back office. That is is very insightful. Yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, you got me thinking. You got me thinking maybe there's a course in there for that. There should be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's dig a little bit into how you do it. So how do you approach management development in, in TCC? Well, we have a variety of different ways. The first way is through e-learning and self-paced certifications. So a lot of, especially when you're dealing with like emotional intelligence, stress management, conflict management, change management, those kinds of um, really soft conceptual skills those work best, we found, as a self-paced e-learning because it's a lot about your internal dialogue, your current perceptions, really challenging your beliefs versus facts. And so we find that is best self-paced internal narrative. Ask yourself these questions. Pause this video. Write it down. You know, those kinds of developments. So we focus on that for the conceptual soft skills. The way we strategically position those is really starting with the why. Why would this skill, why is stress management important to you as a leader? 
right? And so then that gets them to take it. And in those, in every training, as every leadership training, we always translate to how to manage yourself and manage your team with these skills. So if you're doing stress management, it's how to manage your own stress and then also how to manage your team's stress. Uh, because you have to think of it as the middle management layer as an upline and downline. So they are going to be discussing and communicating up and down, both ways. So they need to have skills for themselves and skills to share. So that's kind of how we focus on that, that self-paced learning. But then we also have some really applicable practice role-playing type scenarios like all leaders do having that difficult conversation you know saying the words out loud so we do also have training programs in every one of our regions with um, in-person field trainers that are specifically and custom designed with their current leadership of that area on what the reality of the next position up does and why they do it it really increases the business acumen. A lot of day in the life, a lot of scenario, a lot of role playing, a lot of practicing, a lot of meeting with the back office departments to understand more about what they do and how budgets work and cost to serve. So we do self-paced e-learning conceptually, making sure that we always go up and down. And then we also have our in-person learning where you can like practice your applicable skills before you have to do them on stage. Nice. So I'm hearing blended learning is is a big part of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're a telecommunications company, so we love remote learning, mm -hmm. fully support it. But there are times where you have to practice really saying it and really doing it to master it. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think that e-learning and in-person learning each have a place. I know that my bias is toward in-person learning, like I prefer that. But you know, given the realities of, of the particular business, that may not work. And so being able to pick which is best for which scenario is really good. So nice. Okay, great. Thank you. Where do you think the management development space needs to go to evolve and help companies achieve more? Exactly where you said dive right into emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. I think we all kind of realized, I hope, as, as a society, that mental health matters that people first matter, you know, and, and making sure that your employees feel supported and safe, it matters. And it matters to your bottom line. It, it, you know, the churn, the hemorrhaging of money, the productivity, the knowledge that has left so many companies in the recent years is going to be damaging to their future. You know, this stuff, if you invest in your people now, they will invest in you later. That's when you have that long-term tenure. Our learning and development leadership team has a combined 100 years of wireless experience. So like what other industry, what other company in the wireless industry can say that? So I, I would argue that we can definitely prove it works. I think we need to really focus with our management teams on being insightful, being a developer of others. But we also need to focus on specific management strategies, change management, project management, people management, recruitment management. You know, it really categorize these things and having that big kind of category of effective leadership and really dividing that down into digestible, 
conceptual chunks and say, as a leader, you will have to manage change. Here's some skill sets for that. So I think compartmentalization, a deconstruction of what an effective leader is, training based on emotions first and performance will follow. So your lead measure would be how engaged are your employees? And you would bet if they're very engaged with your learning, with your information, with your communication, that they're also going to be very productive. And so if if you make that bet, I guarantee you're going to see a lot more productivity. We did. And I absolutely agree that that you know, lead measures engagement because it, it points to so many things. Like if an employee is engaged, so many things are going right. And if an employee is disengaged and either quietly quitting or actively quitting, there's a lot of things that were upstream that were wrong, that were the matter. Okay, nice. What are some of the management development issues you'd love to be solved? Mm, Time, getting those managers some time (laughs) to take some training, that'd be great. Um, I think that's, that's our number one challenge is finding the space for them to be able to develop themselves and convincing them they do have that space and encouraging them to use that space. The people that tend to gravitate towards leadership tend to be self-sacrificing. So if there's something that needs to be done, which there always is, they're going to be doing that. Trying to convince them to stop and do some self-development is the hardest thing. And the best way we found to sell it is just to tell them it will help your team if you do this because they only want to work for their team. If you're hiring those good managers with the right mindset, that's the best way to get them to sit down for 20 minutes and think about something for a second, you know, because they just want to run. They're the busiest people in our company. You know, the, the middle management layer, that was those frontline leaders they are the busiest people. And so making sure that they they know we encourage you to sit down for 20 minutes, it's okay to stop. But yeah, that's the biggest challenge is finding the time and making sure that they understand the value so that they can prioritize their time accordingly. Yeah. One of the things I always do when I'm writing marketing copy is, is answer the WIFM question. What's in it for me? So as a manager, as a potential participant in your class, what do I get for it? You know, if you're going to ask me to sit in a class for an hour or two or three, what's the payback? And I always answer that. I think that's, that's super important to help people understand that it's worth investing, say, an hour in a change management training so that you get all this goodness that will save you 10 hours down the, down the path. Exactly. It's going to make everything smoother and your days so much easier. You just have to pull them out of the whirlwind sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Do you have a product or a service you would like to plug? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you have a local Verizon retailer in your town, visit. Go into that store. If it's a TCC or a wireless zone door, we have big, good events that we do in our communities every quarter. And so I would encourage you to please visit your local Verizon retailer, see what event may be coming up, um, because we do backpack giveaway, we do Teachers Rock, we do a lot of support stuff, we do a lot of community events. If you are a community member and you are a part of a nonprofit or something that you are passionate about, visit our stores. Um, We also provide grants to local communities that have any of our stores in them. Um, And we are in over 46 
states. So please check your local Verizon retailer. And if you need a phone, you know where to go. But also check out on Amazon, Building a Culture of Good, written by Scott Moorhead and Ryan McCarty. That book is what is the foundation of our business. If you want to be in a tech industry and have a hundred years of experience in your L&D team, this is how you do it. So I would encourage you to look for that book, Building a Culture of Good. It can be transformative for your business. It has been for ours. Fantastic. I love it. Building a Culture of Good. I'm going to look that up. Please do. All right. Time to transition into the speed round. This is where we learn a little bit more about Molly. So four questions here, quick rapid fire. The first one is, if you could sit in my seat and interview anyone, who would it be and why? I would interview Michelle Obama. I would want to know, I just would want to know her, her any strategies, any tips, tricks she could give me for, for getting that seat at the table and, and bringing that, that feminine energy and empowerment wherever she goes. I would love to have that charisma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's quite, a, quite a person, for sure. Yeah. I've actually met Condoleezza Rice in person as well, and she's very interesting. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She's cool. Oh, I'm jealous. Okay, question numero dos. Favorite vacation spot and why? My favorite vacation spot would have to be Las Vegas. I like to go to Vegas because it's fun. You could do anything in Vegas, but I can't tell you what I do because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I actually use that as a ground rule in my classes. I talk about the Las Vegas ground rule. Yeah, we're in Vegas here, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're in Vegas. What happens here stays here. You can say, you know, almost anything and it won't be repeated outside the room. So this is a safe space. Yes. All right. Question three, where would you most like to travel aside from Vegas? My bucket list trip is Italy. I would mm-hmm. love to go on a tour of Italy and see Venice and the Michelangelo and all the art and the Vatican. Oh, it would be amazing. Oh, the history there. So yeah, Italy's my dream trip. I will get there. Are you familiar with an Amazon Prime series called James May, Our Man in Italy? No. Oh, look it up. It's fabulous. James Ooh. James May is a is a British uh, presenter. I won't go into his pedigree and, and why I know him and stuff, but he made a series where he tours Italy and goes on all these really interesting adventures. Look it up. It's amazing. Oh, see, that's going to get me ready. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My family and I have watched it and we're all set and ready to go. Yeah. We're going to Italy. Do it. Yeah. Finally, what brings you the most joy in your life? Oh, that's such a hard question. There's so much joy to be found. I would say what brings me the most joy, obviously, would be the people that I love. Of course, my family, my friends, my husband, my coworkers. I just every day I find laughter. And if you focus on that laughter, it usually is coming from somebody you love. So keep focusing on the laughter, focus on the love, and that's going to bring you joy. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, I've noticed that you've laughed a bit on on the, this podcast, so that's that's good. Okay, excellent. Yeah, we try well, to have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the point of the show is is to enjoy ourselves. So I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you laughed. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and I'm really glad that you were here. So that brings us to the end. So Molly, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being part of the show. It was a wonderful experience having you. How can people find you? 
You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under Molly Fields. You can also find our websites, tccrocks.com and wirelesszone.com to find a location near you where you can help join us in doing some big good. Great. Well, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Eric P. Girard on LinkedIn. Would love to have you as part of my group. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. Trainingsolutions.com.